you are about to enjoy in It Takes Three Network podcast. While Upper East Siders are hitting the snooze button, Blair Waldorf had a rude awakening when the rooster crowed at dawn this morning. Hey everyone, welcome back to another remote episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I am Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we had an awesome Netflix party. We watched season two, episode 17, Carnal Knowledge. And that's carnal with two R's for Rachel Carr, if you didn't know, Michelle. I did not know that. Yeah. Great. Because there is the original title, Carnal Knowledge, which of course this episode is based off of, but that's only one R. And now they use two for Rachel. They snuck that in there, so. Very smart. Yes. The original air date was February 2nd of 2009, written by Alexandra McNally and Len K. Rosenfeld and directed by Elizabeth Allen. The summary for this episode, in retaliation for not playing by the unspoken rules of Constance Billiard, Blair hatches a plan to bring down her teacher, Rachel Carr. After Chuck wakes up in a hotel and only has minor recollection of what happened the previous evening... Nate and Vanessa try to help him fill in the missing pieces. Meanwhile, Nate, uh, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Dan and Rachel consummate their relationship after everything changes. Oh my goodness. Ew, consummate. I hate that word consummate. I know. Ew. It sounds so like bible and like just ancient and like a, Yeah. like just very by the book and not romantic in any sense but anyway not sexy (laughs) no not sexy no so this tonight as I said we had our Netflix party it was so much fun to talk to everyone each week this is like the best thing we ever did for this podcast because we get to talk to all of our patrons and we watch the episodes together it's just it's such an awesome experience and um I had a glass full of gossip in mind. I know not everyone was drinking what I was drinking, but um, I paired this episode with a sidecar with two R's because, duh, I mean, Rachel Carr. (laughs) Yeah, and she's kind of the side piece. Oh, thank you, Michelle. And she is the side piece. So traditionally in a sidecar, it's made with cognac and orange liqueur and lemon juice, but, you know, I didn't have any of that, so... I just had apple juice with like lemon and a squirt of like just a splash of seltzer in there. But, you know. I love that. That sounds delicious. It was good. I I had a, it was like Gravestein apple from Whole Foods. They're uh, apple juice, just like organic apple juice. Very delicious. Yes. Love. So we'll open up the episode. We had a phone call between Blair and Serena. Blair is sentenced to clean up Central Park before school. Uh, She's supervising Dorota, though, because she's not cleaning, (laughs) of course. So, Blair. Dorota. Love her. I love Dorota so much. Um, And she's cleaning, and she vents to Serena about her detention. And in addition to listing all of the bad deeds that Blair has done, Serena kind of vouches for Miss Carr. And she states that she's the only teacher that has ever taken her seriously. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's, 
I don't know. I'm so torn with the Miss this car situation storyline. Yeah. But I, I really am. And I was telling Liz that I actually do enjoy this storyline, which I will explain why as we go into it. But I think that Serena is just gung-ho about her because like she says, like it's the first teacher who actually thinks there's potential and that she is smart and she's not being recognized because she's a Vander Woodson. Exactly. And she also mentions that her and Dan have not spoken in a whole week, which is red flag right there. Like you don't talk oh, to your boyfriend yeah. in an entire week? Ooh. How how does that even happen? Like I I mean, I get how that happens, but their <laughs> lives are so intertwined right now. I mean, Eric and Jenny are really close. Their parents are shacking up. I how know. do you not speak, not even bumped into each other? Right? It made no sense to me. And so she says that and then also says that she has to hang up because she has to bring her extra credit to Miss Carr at her favorite breakfast spot. Like she knows where her favorite breakfast spot is. Which is so weird to me that the students are, we continually see them meet up with Miss Carr outside of outside school Outside of school, exactly. So if you had extra credit, I would be giving that to my teacher in school. But maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you're right on that. Yeah. So after they hang up, Harold shows up to the park with Handsome, the bulldog, mm. and, you know, Blair is scurrying to put the gloves on and take the rake from Dorota, and he tells her that she's handling her punishment with grace, and obviously he doesn't know what Blair has done, and he leaves, and Blair continues to push Dorota around, because Dorota's like, Miss Blair, you are not... Uh, what did she say? Martyr doesn't says, suit you. <laughs> yeah, your your martyr act is no good. Is no good. And so Blair gets pissed off and says to Dorota, like, keep cleaning up. You work for me. <laughs> yeah. So we go to this breakfast cafe. Super awkward. Dan and Rachel are having a, quote, meeting about his writing pieces that he's been giving her. And they also discuss all of the rich kids at school and how... She took the the subway like a champ, and none of these kids could ever do that. Very strange, but it seems, though, maybe during this week that Dan has been gone, that he's been meeting up with Rachel due to his stories. Right, like, let's talk about my pieces of work. Right, and she's very impressed with him. Serena then comes to the cafe and finds them, again, so awkward, Rachel is complimenting Dan's work and Serena's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know how he is. Like, obviously, we're in a relationship. And then Dan goes to leave and they like awkwardly tap each other. It's like they like punched each other weirdly. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a little like Yeah, it was like tap. Oh, see you later. Playful smack. But it was awkward instead. And then Serena was like, yeah. And it was fucking weird it was so awkward I cringed and once he's gone Rachel then is like praising Dan and saying how wonderful of a piece he did with his writing and Dan compared this to that and so I guess Serena felt a little slighted and she asks for more time on her essay which Rachel does grant her you know she goes there to give her the essay but then she feels very uncomfortable with how well Dan wrote, so she decides that she's going to work on it a little bit longer. Yeah, she's feeling insecure. Right. 
elsewhere, we have this very bizarro world, interesting plot going on with Chuck. He wakes up super confused. Apparently, he's in a hotel room. It's not very apparent to the audience where he is. Um, And he goes into the bathroom, notices this tattoo on his wrist, which is not really washing off with water. And he flashes to, like, women in masks and him hooking up with this particular woman, woman, but it's all really hazy. And so he then calls Nathaniel to see if they've spoken. I love it. I literally die for him calling him Nathaniel. Um, And he calls him to see if they spoke the night prior when he says no. Chuck says he think he might have had the best night of his life and that they should meet at this address in which he has this uh, card that has his name, a phone number, an address, and he tells Nate to meet him there. And Nate says, well, I'm hanging out with Vanessa. And he says, okay, you guys both meet me there. And to notice on the invitation, it does say that it's January 29th of 2009. So right now we're in January, we're at January 30th, 2009. So we actually get like a date, like a time, you know, I I noticed. thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. So we go to school, Blair bumps into Rachel and they're discussing her completing her detention, which I'm like, this is fucking bullshit because who completes detention that severely in one week? That's it. It's only a week's detention. I don't know. I, I feel like that was not like that was just like a slap on the wrist. But no, I agree with you. I felt that Blair, obviously Blair is complaining because she's never gotten this before. So it's a big deal. But what she had to do and it was done that soon. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. This is not that bad. Yeah. And then Rachel is hoping that it was educational for her. LOL. Because Blair's like, yeah, I talked to the pigeons and we became really close. Afterwards, she then goes up to her minions. She's trying to recruit them to take Rachel down with her. And the girls are not interested. They don't want to tension themselves. And even Penelope, the bitch herself, says that Blair's plan is madness and they can't go through with it. And I was actually shocked that even Penelope, the most evil one, was not going to be on Blair's side in this situation. Well, they're smart about it at this point anyway, because right. they're like, well, no, we don't actually want to do community service. Right. Like, we're not peasants. We learned from your mistake, and now we're going to be better than that. And yeah. so Blair makes this super cheesy, but I, they did this in a comical way of their, Michelle was like, oh my God, they're not putting music, like sappy music to this speech. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> they are. And so they make it super awkward for the audience because you're like, oh my God, Blair's like saying this whole big speech. But then of course... They don't bite, and they immediately uh, hear uh, Headmistress Queller make an announcement, which they're confused about, and she states that their cell phones have to be confiscated and not allowed to be used during the school day, and they must hand over all of their phones. And, like, to me, I'm like, okay, big whoop. We didn't, I mean, for us, we didn't really even have cell phones in school. But when my sister was in high school, they weren't allowed to use their phones ever. Like, that was just a thing because it's such a distraction. And going to oh, yeah. a, a rich kid's school like this, I mean, there's scandal after scandal every second. So, smart idea. When, you, when, Shanna, <laughs> when Shanna was in school, they didn't confiscate them, right? They just said if you were caught using, you'd, you know, be penalized. I'm not really sure. I mean, I remember my senior year, me getting like my first or my, maybe it was the end of my junior year and I got my first flip phone ever. 
And I had it out during lunch to make a phone call. And one of the teachers who I ended up having during my senior year comes over <laughs> and he puts my phone in Spanish. So I couldn't um, get it back to <laughs> it's English. Funny, and so Val ended up having the same phone as me. And so we kind of like finagled me figuring out how to get back to English. It was hysterical. But like, I remember getting slapped on the wrist, but I don't think... I think with my sister, like my sister, they think they would take the phone. I'm not really sure. I'd have to ask her. The thing is, though, this logistically, and please, any listener, tell me if you guys went through this. The idea of taking every person's phone and then the end of the day having to collect the phone, there's no system here. They look like they're just going into individual bags. This could be like a pain in the ass at the end of the day. It could. And also, right, like you have no way of knowing whose phone is who, especially at this time. There's not much right. you could do to customize the outside of your phone. So right. there are yeah. lots of confusion can happen here. Um, and so after Blair makes uh, after I'm sorry, after our headmistress Queller makes her big speech, the girls are determined to figure out who's a part of this. And so Blair sees Rachel confiscating phones and so that gets the girls to become on her side because they want to get back at mrs car at miss car for you know taking their only means of communication apparently right uh the girls then go to hang out in the in the women's bathroom and they're chatting about how awful it is not to have their cell phones and there's a knock at the bathroom door and dorota is there incognito which i was cracking up so funny. I love this outfit. This was, oh my God. So good this. in her dark sunglasses. And so she gives all of the minions and Blair back their phones. And the minions are like, thank you, God. And Blair's like, no, thank you, Blair. <laughs> Blair. Yeah. Um, so she then orders them to dig up some dirt on Miss Carr. She knows that she can't be you know, the goody two shoes that she seems to be on the outside. And so they want to kick her out of Constance. After the girls research, they come up short in which Blair then orders them to just make something up at this point because she needs to get her out. She's that upset. And so she, yeah, she's pretty much like a Midwestern mother Teresa. Yes. Is all they could find. Oh my God. So funny. And so she heads out of the bathroom and sees the most awkward run in between Dan and Rachel. Dan turns around, knocks all of Rachel's books out of her hand. They are talking way too long about how awkward it was that they bumped into each other. And then Dan starts rambling and saying how he really likes her outfit, but then it wasn't as good as the outfit yesterday. And it's just so incredibly awkward. And they keep going on and on and talking in circles about nothing, literally about nothing. <laughs> Like the fact that he was like, oh, I like your sweater. Yeah, like very inappropriate. Just you just don't uh, say that. I mean, if it's I, I'm trying to put myself in, in in their shoes. Like I had a huge crush on a teacher in high school and I'm trying to think if I would have been like that ballsy enough to be like, oh, wait, I really like your sweater today. I don't think I ever would have yeah, said but- that. <laughs> The difference is, okay, and I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to speak for my sister. Who, oh, please do. Did you guys have the same crush on the same teacher? Um, no, the right she, one? no, she had an intense crush on the teacher you're going to be talking about. I had a very puppy dog love crush on my math teacher for a few years. So, so hot. So incredibly hot. Okay. <laughs> okay. But the difference is that, 
Sam didn't meet up with this teacher Mm -hmm. outside of school and build up this rapport and constantly talk about her work. She just had this, every time she was in class, she's like, oh my God, he's so hot. Yeah. You know? Her face was red the entire period. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's so true. Like, it's complimenting a sweater in the middle of the hall is one thing. But to be seeing this person outside of school and then saying that, it's very, it's just really awkward. Um, yeah, and I think it's just the way he said it, too. Yeah. Like, oh, not that yesterday's outfit was bad. It's just like, Right, like, oh. he feels the need to keep complimenting he, her. Yeah, right. Um, And this awkward conversation gives Blair the ammo she needs in which she sends this info to her, Um, I think she said, technology-friendly bestie or something like that. And so she sends off this information to Gossip Girl. Later on, the guys at school are, like, patting Dan on the back. And let me clarify this. Last night in our uh, in our chat on our Netflix Hangout, I said that high school boys are gross. <laughs> and our buddy Mike was not, not about it. He defended the boys. And, like, yes, rightfully so. I just meant that in this scene, the boys pat Dan on the back for sleeping with his teacher. It's like, of course they were. High school boys, they would do something like that. They would be, like, proud of their classmate for, like, hitting it with an older woman. And, like, I understand. I just thought it was... Right. That was my initial reaction to just be like, ew, they're gross. Because <laughs> I'm, no, like, 30 I, and, like, it's gross. <laughs> no, I... As I was watching, I audibly said, like, ew! Yes, thank <laughs> you. So, it wasn't just me, but also, Mike, I understand where you're coming from. I love you all. Like, you're not a high school boy anymore. But high school boys can be per- perverts, and so can high school girls. Anyway, I'll stop my rant there. But yeah. Serena then, uh, sorry, confused by why the men are all patting Padgy on the back. The men, the, the men, boys, the boys. Uh, Jenny comes over and says, "Well, I guess I thought I thought I was a problem child in the family." And so Dan's like, "What are you talking about?" And she has written on her hand what the Gossip Girl blast was because apparently Nellie Yuki gave her that information but wouldn't let her take her phone to show Padge the information. And he's like, what? That's preposterous. I can't believe that. And I'm like, really, Dan? You can't believe that? You act, you're acting so super awkward in front of her. But anyway, Serena then comes over and questions the rumor. And of course he denies it. And they address that they've been super awkward lately and all of a sudden like things are back to normal. They like all they do is like put their hands on each other and they're like, we're fine. I'm like, that's not realistic, but OK, maybe it is. I know. And she, right. And she says, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Right. So they apologize very quickly to each other. And so they seem to be fine. And so then Dan under, Dan doesn't understand why someone would do this to Rachel. He can't believe it. And so Serena then tells him, well, I think I know who did it. Blair does have this vendetta against Rachel. And so then Dan ends up following B into the bathroom and confronts her about using Miss Carr and how she shouldn't be doing this. And Blair is just like, yeah, lottie, lottie, lottie. I'm not going to listen to you, whatever. And so she she pushes Dan and says like, I think, just the way she was saying it was like she she was making him believe that she still thinks that this rumor is true and so 
this actually overwhelms him and later on he goes to talk to Rachel about it but before that Serena sees Miss Carr at a food truck and she's apologizing to her for not handing in her extra credit sooner and she tells her the reason was because she was intimidated by Dan's writing and Serena uh, I'm sorry Rachel ends up saying well you know he has been praised his entire life you were different. And Serena's like, yeah, well, you know, for my birthday, I got like an Amex and a Blackberry. And like, he just got praised for being a good writer because that's how he grew up. And so Rachel's like, don't worry about it. You're fine. Like all the, everyone is different. And so Serena then tells Rachel about the rumor because everyone's been staring at Rachel for the the entire day and Rachel's like what do I have spinach in my teeth like I don't understand why everyone keeps looking at me and so Serena tells her about the rumor and tells her by accident about Gossip Girl and so Rachel's like wait what's Gossip Girl and so it explains to her what this website's about right and the way she said it what's Gossip Girl I'm like this bitch is Gossip Girl (laughs) this is it I don't believe anything you're saying, Car. I don't know the way she delivered it. And I, mm. you know, probably wrong, but I'm just going to ride it. Okay. You heard it here first. You Second. Here first. first was in the chat. Second. It's true. All our right patrons now. found out who Michelle thinks Gossip Girl is this week. This is the second time she announced it. And then later on, we will discuss again. But Rachel is confused by this. And all of a sudden, confused. Dan comes over <laughs> and says, like, we need to talk. And I was like, wow, Dan is ballsy for talking to her in front of everyone because he knows this rumor is happening. And the same for Rachel. Like, if you knew this rate, if you knew the rumor that you and Dan were, like, hooking up, I would be, like, very cautious not to be talking to him Mm. in public. But that's just me. No, Uh, I agree. You know? And so to sum this up later on, the headmistress and Rachel bring Blair into the office and they accuse her of starting this rumor. And so she denies it, of course, at first. And they're like, well, no, we have someone who's a witness. And in comes Nellie Yuki. And she's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, we warned you about this. And Yale means everything to me. And Blair is like, I can't believe this. And so they expel Blair from Constance, which Blair was not expecting at all that when she woke up that morning. (laughs) I mean, that's a huge, huge deal. deal. Yeah, you expulsion is off is is huge, and then starting a rumor about your a teacher and a student even worse. It's just it's all bad. I'm I'm surprised, but also impressed by the fact that this school doesn't feel more weight. Mm-hmm. And the need to cover Blair, maybe because everybody at this, but not everyone at this school has money, right? Because Padge and Jenny don't. Well, I think most but, people do, but. Right. So is that the reason why, like, Blair's family is obviously of the elite. Her mother is a famous fashion designer. Her father comes from, is, they're wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that, like, right off the bat, they're like, oh, yeah, Blair, we're, you know, expelling you. To me, I'm like, well, this this student has had good grades and you're not even going to try to find out more information. And her family 
like I said, is of the elite. But then at the same time, I'm like, wow, they're like no bullshit games. Yeah, it's kind of impressive. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, why aren't they going more to help her because of her family? And then at the same time, they're like, no, we don't give a shit who your family is. Right. I know. It could have went either way, I guess. But, you know, we'll get to it during the latter part of the episode. Um, But before that, we have... Elsewhere, at this random address, Nate and Vanessa meet up with Chuck, and apparently he figures out that it was like a private gentleman's club that he was at last night, and he talks about this beautiful woman he met, but sadly he woke up alone, and he wants help in retracing his steps. Later on, Nate and Vanessa are making fun of Chuck because this house seems to not be a gentleman's club. And there's, you know, pictures of families on the piano and they're messing around with him. And they see this picture on the piano in which Chuck thinks that that's the woman, the woman he was with that night prior. And Chuck also notices that the house is for sale in which he wants to talk to the realtor. The realtor informs him that the woman in the pictures is actually their nanny and he flirts with the realtor to get the name of the family that lives there and the phone number. And so, of course, he succeeds because it's Chuck and calls the owner, which happens to be the father of, you know, these children. And he tells Chuck that the nanny's name is Elle and, you know, she's she's with the children. She's not available. And so Chuck wants to leave a message for her saying that he had a wonderful time in Manhattan last night. And the father is like super confused because they live in Bedford and they're like she wasn't in Manhattan last night. It's impossible. So he leaves his phone number for her to return his phone call. <laughs> All of this is yeah. crazy. This is such a weird Okay, so here, what I'm going to say is probably going to be like, Michelle, there's no need to say any of it. Please do. But I'm going to say that this Chuck storyline was so different and contrasting from what everyone else is dealing with, with the whole car and the school situation. And I felt like last week I said, okay, Chuck is starting fresh, right? Like we could do anything with Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. And so to go into this like very dramatic montage wearing masks, mysterious woman, flirting with the realtor to not flirting but kind of like hey do you know what my name is right means she finagles and works it and so it the whole time I'm like this storyline is so out of left field like I don't understand what the point of this is it's so weird but then all to say that like this show does this shit all the time (laughs) it's so true it's 100 true that's it but like at this point when I was watching I'm like why are we doing this? And because it was so contrasting, I kept forgetting Chuck's storyline because I was so much more into the car storyline. Right. You know, it's it's typical Gossip Girl. I mean, they no, have it, to have right, this right. huge dramatic part and then this, like, it's still pretty, the whole car situation is still pretty dramatic, but. No, no, it is. Yeah. It really is. It just, it just seemed like it fit more. Right. And I know we're going to find out more what's happening with Chuck and this whatever's happening, right? But the way it was presented to us, I'm like, wait, what? Right. What's happening here? I know. It's a, it's a little strange. Um, we go to the next day, and we're at the Waldorf's. Blair wakes up 
and Harold is there and Blair thinks her life is over and Harold is questioning her and she admits to, you know, sending this, but also claims that it's the truth, which is wrong, and says that, you know, all the girls do it at Constance, that's how we communicate, and Harold says that he's going to contact his lawyers because Blair will not be punished for telling the truth. But Blair knows that she didn't tell the truth. She's like, oh, okay, thanks, Daddy. Like, what's she going to (laughs) do? Yeah, like, he's upset with the fact of what she did. But also, he's like, the problem here is the fact that a student and a teacher are having an inappropriate relationship. Right. Like, that's the issue here. You told the truth. You shouldn't be expelled because of this. There should be, you know, a price to pay for these people that were involved with this. Um, and so then we go to the gallery and we have Vanessa and Dan and they're talking about him pretty much telling Rachel to find the weakest link in Blair's crew, which happens to be Nellie Yuki. So he led Rachel into the right direction of taking down Blair and tattling on her. On her. And he also says that the lines won't be blurred just because that's Serena's best friend. I'm like, interesting. So right. you still care about your girlfriend's relationship with her. You claim to care about your girlfriend's relationship with her best friend, but now because Blair is, you know, taking you down, now you're rebel- rebelling against her, which I totally understand. But ooh, it's just that's a dicey situation to like be in between two friends and your you know your friend's boyfriend and oh not and good. He, he's had so many issues in the past with this yeah just different story but same situation right and so he's like sick of it at this point yeah. Yeah. and then Rufus comes in knowing of all the accusations that have happened and he tells Dan that he has to go to a meeting at school later because of all of this and they want to talk about it with him and Dan assures him that the rumors are fake and not to worry he hasn't you know done what he's been accused of and while they're discussing that Vanessa gets a mysterious package kind of like the invitation that Chuck got and so she takes that and leaves we go to the park and Serena meets Rachel because they can talk freely there interesting I don't know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I love this part though she's wearing gloves and Sean I know our buddy he's like I'm always a little weirded out at the fact that Sarita wears gloves she does wear gloves a lot <laughs> um that's definitely a fashion piece when it comes to Serena's character and I just thought it should have been even though like if it was that cold like they said it was and why isn't Rachel wearing gloves you know well, I always <laughs> I always, I know. Well, it was funny because I'm like, well, and then I got caught up in the glove statement. I'm like, wait, but I wear gloves when it's cold out. But I feel like they do this all the time in shows. And the thing that comes to mind is when it would be snowing in Stars Hollow and freaking Lorelai has her jacket open and a thin scarf. I know, I love it. Once. And I'm like, this is freezing cold, stars right. hollow, and this it's is how you're dressed. <laughs> right. So I feel like there's always, contra- not contradicting, but there's always just such differences in fashion. But it's like, 
in real world, we'd all be bundled. Oh with my gloves god! And from head to toe, hats. exactly. <laughs> Especially us because we run cold. Well, but yeah. like naturally, you know, normal yeah. people would would be in like a hat and scarf and gloves. But well, not Sean. But not, not Sean. Sean. It's okay, Sean. Right. It's okay, Sean. <laughs> um, while they're speaking, Serena pleads to uh, Rachel to kind of help out Blair in this situation, and Rachel is of course appalled and saying that she's like the sole purpose of why this rumor has started and she's not going to stand for it. But then what gets me is that she says, I hope we can still be friends. I'm like, no, 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 you're not friends with your students. There's a, a, there's a a very fat line there. Like you're not (laughs) supposed to be friends with your students. Like it's not a thin line. It's a huge fat red. No, because things like the rumor can occur. And granted, yes, obviously, Serena's her female student. Not that that should make a difference or anything. But, like, you shouldn't have close relationships with your teacher. I don't care how young you are. It's very unprofessional and inappropriate. And it makes them seem like they can kind of walk all over you. Hence how Blair is doing that to her. So I think that's wrong for Rachel to say. Yeah, I mean, and I understand Blair's point of, hey, uh, I mean, Serena, that's what I said, right? I can yeah, understand yeah, her <laughs> point of saying Blair could lose everything and lose Yale. But Rachel has a good point, too, because she's like, yeah, but I could lose my everything I've worked towards for my teaching career. Right. So it's like, I'm, it's a lose-lose for everyone. Like, it if is. Rachel goes down, Blair goes down, too. Like, it's both are losing out here. Um, and so then Serena ca- does call Blair to kind of tell her the bad news on how Rachel is not going to be on their side. And Blair is so dramatic saying to Dorota, get rid of handsome and hopefully he can be with a homeless man who has kind eyes and yeah. she doesn't deserve him. And Serena sees that Rachel left her planner on the bench that they were sitting at. And so she finds the address for the place that she's going before the meeting later on that afternoon. We go to the meeting and Lily uh, goes with Rufus, which was awesome (laughs) to see them together again. Yes. And they see Harold and Harold saying how he's there to advocate for his daughter. And Rufus like introduces himself and is like, well, I'm here to advocate for my son because there is no way that, you know, this slander is going to ruin my son's reputation. And then Harold is like, well, yeah, this slander is going to ruin my daughter's reputation. And they kind of have this little tiff. And while that's happening, we do have to sum up the kind of, Chuck storyline uh Nate calls Chuck to see what he's up to and he tells him that he's going to see his chiropractor (laughs) (laughs) why do you have to lie I don't know um and at that moment Elle does arrive holding a candlestick and she claims (laughs) right it's just so dramatic they have to meet there in the dark and she tells Chuck this whole thing sounds super sketch to me she's like she told Chuck that he was actually never supposed to be invited to that party. It was supposed to be a an invitation for Bart. And she took on some other girl's list, whatever that means, and not realizing she sent the invitation to Bart's address. And when Chuck showed up there and realized that it wasn't Bart, she ended up drugging him to keep him safe, so she says. And... Yeah. um. 
Chuck is like, wait, I don't understand. I need answers. And apparently Bart was a part of this quote unquote club. And she's saying that, you know, people from Wall Street and all these high class rich people are a part of this club. And so now Chuck is curious as to what this is about and what his father's been up to all these years. And Elle says that she has to leave and they, you know, they can't contact each other again. And later on, Chuck does investigate this. Um, But during all of this madness, to, to add to it, Dan and Rachel end up meeting for dinner at like this very intimate restaurant. It's like why? Dark. Why are we meeting? I know it just—it really baffles my freaking mind. And she says that she appreciates his help, and he like calls her fantastic. And they're—he's like keeps you know praising her, and she's so overwhelmed and starts crying and says that she's so insulted that this rumor would ever come about. How dare them think that she would ever you know, be involved with our high school student, Dan. And so Dan is kind of slighted by this. And he's like, oh, well, never. Typical. Seriously. It's like how Padge would react. Totally. Because he's so fucking sensitive to everything. Exactly. And, you know, she said she'd never do something like this. And he's like, oh, never. And so then she says to him, if he were older and not a brother, not a student of their brother's school, then she would. So, like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) In a, that, okay, the other part of, like, not that I agree with the fact you should tell a student, like, maybe if you were five years older, the fact that she said, oh, maybe if you're part of another school. (laughs) I was like, uh, you stupid bitch, why would you ever say something like that? No, no, no. Yeah, and so, them meeting up, of course, Dan goes in to, like, comfort her, Serena shows up to the restaurant outside with Rachel's planner and she sees Dan confronting, I'm sorry, comforting Rachel in a very intimate, like, hair touch moment. And before Serena can even, like, see what's happening, she decides to take her phone out, get a picture of this caress, (laughs) and then runs away. And then Dan was going to go in for a hug And then that's when Rachel cuts it off. She's like, no, that's inappropriate. Like, the hug is inappropriate, but him touching her hair and everything is fine. Right. But, like, typical scene of, oh, let me assume, and then you don't actually have the conversation. totally. typical. And so Rachel gets upset by his motion, and she leaves to go to the meeting. Quickly, Vanessa arrives at Nate's. He sent her the message, so luckily she's not in any danger. And they have a romantic night alone because his mom is out of town. She's in Newport. Newport. Probably Rhode Island. (laughs) Probably Rhode Island. Yeah. So that evening, Serena visits Blair and tells her that the rumor is true. And Blair says that they need proof. And of course, Serena has taken a picture. And so Blair is like, this is what we need. I have to go to that meeting. And then she yells for Dorota to go get back handsome because yeah. you know, she thinks she's getting the dog back. Right. And so we're at the meeting and Harold is arguing his point and saying, oh, it's a freedom of speech. And then Lily claims if they shut down the site, then a hundred more would go back up in its place. And True. Lily also points out that this is Blair's future. She kind of had the same reasoning as Serena and like, 
does this mean that she should be expelled and lose Yale because of this? And Rufus is like, well, this is my son, though, too. Should he lose out on his opportunities? This will follow him for the rest of his life. And so then Blair busts in, which Queller is obviously upset about, and she tells Queller to open up her email. And so she opens it up on the projector, and everyone sees the picture of Dan and Rachel, and they're all shocked, of course. Right. Right after that, Serena then, which actually I forgot to even mention, once Serena showed Blair the picture, she does say, I should probably talk to Dan first. She does say that. But then Blair persuades her and says, no, he's going to lie to you if you confront him again, and so we should take the proof. And so... Of course, Serena doesn't confront Dan. She confronts him later on, and he was like, what, I, you know, this is a lie, and Serena says, wait, what? And he's like, no, we didn't kiss, and she's like, oh my god, of course, and I was the one who took the picture. So awkward. (laughs) And so then everyone comes out, and Blair is talking about how it was a lie, and as she's talking about it, of course, Harold comes over, and he hears this, and he says that he's just wants to take a walk home and she can go in the limo because he's just so disappointed. And then also Rufus is so upset by it and he doesn't even let Dan explain what has happened. Rachel comes out. She says that she was fired. And um, Dan asks why Serena did all this. And she claims that a part of her wanted to believe the lie, even though it wasn't true. Which, yeah, because she wants this shit to end. Yeah. And she yeah. says, even though, you know, they've gotten over so many obstacles, they feel like they just are continually trying to get over them. Like, they shouldn't have to do that in a relationship. And so, as Serena said, like, I, I wish that the rumor was true because that was, like, her out of the relationship. And so they decide that it's over and of course they have to hug it out for the last time right and then we go to the next day where rufus is making coffee and he says to dan that lily told him what happened with him and serena are you okay and so then dan says yeah i'm okay with what happened with serena but i'm not okay with the way that things ended with rachel and he blames himself for everything and then says that Rufus makes an amazing point saying like it's one thing to be someone's student but then to continually see them outside of school and in intimate settings like that's not okay and I'm like thank you Rufus thank you it's it's not okay yeah like meeting students in off hours is wrong just plain simple I think also it's wrong in a high school setting because college is a little different yeah that's true you know, I mean, I used to meet up with my one professor. We'd get lunch or I used to cat sit for him. And it was totally appropriate. I promise you. It right, was right. not anything. But you are it's just different. You're I know. of eight. I it don't know. Different. More mature. Yeah. Yeah. And so as Rufus is, you know, cl- speaking his piece, Dan questions him and says, oh, so you did vote for Rachel to be fired. And Rufus doesn't even, I don't even think he says yes, but Dan just understands that he probably was one to vouch to get her fired. And so Dan states that she shouldn't be punished. It should be him. And he storms out. 
we have a scene at Rachel's where Serena then goes to see her and apologize. And she told Rachel that she's the one who took the photo and she's so sorry. And so Rachel does accept her apology, but they're never going to have the same relationship ever again after this. Gives her her extra credit work back and says, you know, the way she wrote it, of course, is ironic. And she thought it was really great, but that she should leave. And so she does. We have at the Waldorf's, Blair is preparing to send off Handsome because Harold is going to take him with him to Paris. Where do they live? Paris, I right? Think Par- <laughs> or Italy? I never, Tuscany? Paris? I never Tuscany? remember where they live. Where's that house that they built? Yeah. Uh, anyway. But maybe it's Paris because she says that Ramon got him a Chanel beret. That's so, so maybe true. Paris. Maybe it's maybe. Paris. Um, but Harold is just worried about his daughter and he's so disappointed in her because he did see a different side than what he's used to mm. seeing from his daughter. And so... She's like, yeah, but I was right. And he says, you weren't right. You were just lucky. And so she says she does it. Yep. She did it for Yale and she did it to be in the legacy of her father. And he doesn't like the way that she has growing up into and or the person that she's growing up to be. And so he decides that he's going to take the dog and leave and that Blair shouldn't accompany them to the airport or anything. He's just he's just too upset and he needs to take some time. They both do. So we go to the Vanderwoodsons. Chuck is there, as I said before. He opens up the safe to see what's in what's been going on with Bart in his life, and he finds those invitations for a bunch of past years. And Chuck then gets a call from Alan, Elle's boss, I guess we should say, and they yeah. said that Elle is missing. So Chuck yeah. is then, of course, worried. Lastly, we have uh, two scenes to wrap up at Rachel's house. Dan arrives to apologize for the hug and saying, you know, he can't believe that this has happened. And as he's talking, Mm. she goes in and kisses him. And he's like, what are you doing? And she says, I ain't your teacher no more. Oh, my God. They close the door and, you know, things go on after that. Um, (laughs) yeah, right after that, though, as this is happening, Queller heads to, I guess, the Vanderwoodsons with Rufus there. And they she says that they don't have sufficient evidence to back up their claim of Rachel, you know, having an affair with a student. And even Dan says that they're innocent and Rachel could sue them for wrongful termination and Constance doesn't want this publicity stunt on them. And so they have to, by law, let Rachel return back to Constance for the, at least for the remainder of the semester. And so Lily and Rufus are hearing this. And of course, as they're saying that they're like taking off their clothes at Rachel's apartment and they're getting down to the, the nitty gritty -gritty. (laughs) and we had the last scene of serena leaving a message for dan in which i felt like this was so just not necessary um she's like apologizing for everything that happened with rachel and she hopes that they can be okay and forget everything that happened so i'm like okay do you want to be back with him (laughs) like the way she's saying it is not making it seem like 
she wants to end things. It's just like, oh, right. can we just forget that whole Rachel thing happened? But yeah. he, of course, doesn't answer this voicemail with a phone call and because he's having sex with Rachel. And <laughs> that's how the episode closes. So I you know just, this wow. episode is so crazy in the sense that Blair at in the beginning, like it was so under the radar in terms of Carr and Padge being inappropriate. If nobody said anything, nothing would have happened. I don't think anything would have happened. You don't think like eventually No. He would have I don't. Cheated? I think there would have been maybe some like maybe more flirting, but I don't think anything would have happened. Hmm. And I think that the fact that it just like Harold said Blair got lucky. Right. There was nothing here. This like blew up. You lucked out. And because the catalyst was her, as she thought, getting fired and Padge going over there because he did feel something because she was fired. (laughs) So now it's like, oh, okay. Subconsciously, we know that this isn't happening on school terms. This could, it's not right, but no one, you know, no one's going to be penalized at this point. Right. And so that's why she made the first move. Yeah. But, I mean, she doesn't know yet that she does have her job back. Right. So this should be fun for them. It should be fun. (laughs) I'm excited for it. Like I said, I'm excited for this storyline. I like this storyline. Do you want to tell everyone why you like it? Um, I like this storyline because it's naughty and (laughs) it shouldn't happen. And I'm not pro underage hooking up and teachers hooking up with students. That's not what I'm saying. But... As far as Padge doing something bad, I'm here for it. Yeah. And I'm just so over Serena and Padge. Sorry for our Sag lovers. I know. But <laughs> I'm because they're never really good. It's like, oh, we have to talk and we're still trying to mend from our last breakup and like things are great for two days and we hook up, but we haven't really talked and then we can't talk. And I'm like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Done, done, done. Yeah. They they don't excite me. Padge and Carr, it's bad. He never really does anything bad. I'm here for it. It's true. All right. Well, on that, let's take a break and we'll come back with our segments and my new fun segment, I hope. Yes. (laughs) Are you into the secret histories of exorcisms, Christmas massacres, kill dozers, and concert disasters? How about haunted mansions, the Philadelphia experiment, the dorm of death, or candy corn then you're gonna love ghost town a hilarious and sometimes not so hilarious twice weekly podcast on wednesdays we discuss the secret history of an abandoned unexplored haunted or mysterious place from anywhere in the world and on fridays we cover an amazing historical failure from any time in history ghost town is 100 percent safe and legal we guarantee it it's also fun spooky and can contain a riot a massacre a murder or an arch deluxe i'm rebecca lieb i'm jason horton and this this is ghost town and you can find ghost town wherever you listen to podcasts so we'll pick up with trivia so as i said before break this episode is based off of the movie carnal knowledge in which i believe it was sean in our uh netflix party said that when you have carnal knowledge for someone that means that you've slept with them I think that's what he said for please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, So that makes sense of why they picked that title and the fact that they put the two R's for car in there. Very clever. 
Very clever. Yes. Uh, the episode takes place on January 30th to February 1st of 2009. So I thought that that was funny that they added that for trivia because, you know, no one ever knows what time frame we're in. Right. So we're in February of 2009. So from, from future reference, hopefully that will help us out a little bit. Um, the house that Chuck, Nate, and Vanessa went to was for sale and listed for about $39 million. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Wow. Right? Uh, the episode is dedicated in memory to a friend and colleague named Salvatore Martirano Jr., who passed away that year. Um, the scenes with Chuck are based on the Stanley Kubrick movie, Eyes Wide Shut. I've never seen that. Me neither, no. He does mention, reference that movie um, when he's talking to Elle. And Kate French, who plays Elle, is from another show that we podcasted about. Do you know where she's from, Michelle? Wentry Hill. Yes, do you remember who she plays, though? Um, She played the girl who claimed to sleep with Nate, Yes, Renee. Renee. Good one, Michelle. Yeah. Yes. So we do have one goof in this episode. Um, it's kind of like continuity if you want to be very precise, but Blair did not commit slander as Rufus claims. Slander is a statement that is spoken that is false and hurts someone else. Blair committed libel, which is a written or concrete false and harmful statement. <laughs> well, oh, I guess call okay. it what you call it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the music in this episode, It's a New Day by Will I Am, With a Heavy Heart by Does It Offend You, Yeah, Mission Control by the Dandy Warhols, Kiss Me Again by Jessica Lee Mayfield, and Bet You Never Thought by Brighton, Massachusetts. All right, so we're going to go into some questions and comments from our lovely people. Most of them are on Instagram, so let me just pull them up. We have Del underscore Vasto on Instagram says, Hey, listen, Michelle, hope the two of you are staying sane and safe. Here are my comments and questions for tonight's episode. Sag broke up, which Michelle predicted last week, while the two of you were <laughs> sipping the haterade. Do you think this is the end of Sag, or will I be happy again and get the two of them back together? I'll start with that. My- my goodness, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, as much as I want you to be happy, my friend, I cannot stand them. And I've been saying it week by week. And I even said it in the in our Netflix party. And they're like, hey, we're so sad, the Sag lovers. I'm over it. Unless these two blossom and mature and we meet up after college or maybe like a semester break hookup, I'm into that. But no. Right. Like, this, they... This, there are children right now that need time they need apart. To be apart. And you know what? I think they just keep ending up together because there's no one else. Right. Like, I know Serena was with Andrew. That was his name, right? Oh, Aaron. <laughs> I was like, who's Andrew? <laughs> I know. Aaron. But, like, he was kind of a blast from the past. And then because Sag is, I mean, Padge is always around. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember what we had. They need a, a literal break from each other right. like, to not see each other. I I think they'll be, they'll benefit from that. Right. He also asks, this part made me really crack up. Um, <laughs> would the two of you rather watch a whole season of Padge and Serena fighting 
breaking up and getting back together constantly or watching a full season of Quay saying Till Kingdom Come and <laughs> Quinn singing the toaster pastry song oh, over oh my and God. over again. Oh my God. I really don't this know. This is serious. <laughs> this is like legit a serious hard question for me. Oh I'm trying to, I know and I, I know anybody who has gone back and listened to Tree Hill Talk or if you're still in it, like the amount of negativity and haterade I sipped for Quay mm-hmm. was very uncalled for, probably. Well. I think I truly <laughs> could not stand them. Not, you know, them as characters, not as people. Of course. Um, I, Oh. I might, I, don't, I might say Quay, to be honest, because really, where I am right now in watching these, like I said before, they're two two children in high school that are just so back and forth. At least with Quay, we kind of had like solid, like we were solid in their relationship. And yes, as much as how how Ooh. much they were annoying, or Quinn, <laughs> I should say, was really annoying. Quinn um, was so annoying. I. I think I'd rather laugh at that than have to, like, roll my eyes at this, in my opinion. No, and I think it also helps knowing where Quay ended up. Right. Because I did like the end of their story. Me too. I really liked how how they ended up. but I think they wrapped up. And you know what? Like, Quinn, she was cool. She was cool. She she was sweet, (laughs) and she was cool. She just annoyed me for whatever reason. And Clay was... He he did make me laugh. Right. I think I definitely the whether it's annoyance or dislike, but the passion meter is higher for Quay than Sag, so I'll go at Quay. Okay. <laughs> Love that answer. <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Mike, for that question, because that's super hard. Um he also says with regards to Dan and the teacher end up hooking up at the end, do you think this is less creepy? than if it was the other way around, male teacher, female student. When the two of you were in high school, was there ever a rumor rumor of a student-teacher relationship? When I was in high school, there was a rumor that a male teacher and a female student hooked up on March break trip in Europe. The whole Mm. school heard this rumor and believed it, and I even think other teachers heard it too, but the student never said anything, nor did she file a complaint, so nothing came of it. And now the two of them are married and have two <gasps> kids together. He oh was a young God. teacher at the time. She was in grade 12. I think they were only five-ish years apart. A couple of years after this happened, I went on the next Europe trip with my school. They did them every two years. Only grades 11 and 12 can go. And I remember a few of the girls that were on the trip asking each other, who is going to be the next one to hook up with that teacher? And he was going on the trip again and laughing about it, saying it was going to be them. Ew. Stop it. And Liz says <gasps> high school boys are gross. No, that is that is absolutely unhur- uncalled for and disgusting. Oh, my God. Well, then he goes into his headband counter and everything. But I want to still talk about this before we wrap up his okay, question. First off, Holy that shit. is like pure Gossip Girl shit right here. Right. I feel like that was just a Gossip Girl blast that I received because right now my mouth is agape and I'm like, wait, what? I mean, okay, so when we were in high school, there was one teacher. I won't say his name. I'll tell you after. I think but I know who you're talking about, but yes, continue. He... 
I had him for math mm-hmm. and he loved all the athletic girls and the popular kids. And then it turned out later on, I think a couple of years after I graduated, he ended up hooking up with one of the students and got, I mean, he got kicked out. Yes. Do you know I, who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. And uh, we will confirm when we get yeah. off. But yeah, I mean, I remember the same exact rumor and people talked about it all the time. It yeah. wasn't something that like kind of just was like swept under the rug and like no one cared about. Like that was huge. Yeah. And I'm and sure teachers did know and talked about it quite a bit. Ugh, so disgust. I hated him. I n- I'm not going to say I hated him because I truly don't really hate anybody, but <laughs> I did not care for his personality. Right. Um, okay. So to go back to the first part of if roles were reversed, if it was a male hitting on a female, this is such a tricky. Right. I think both are inappropriate and maybe I'll just stick with that. Yeah, I totally agree. Both are inappropriate. I both feel in the same way about, like, let's just, I'll give an example. Pretty Little Liars. I know you've never seen it, but the entire time the student, well, what what had happened is during the summer, this girl hooks up with this guy during summer break. She comes back day, day one of school and he's her teacher. And so while it wasn't bad when they hooked up, but now it's her teacher and, you know, he is a few years older than her. I still felt the same way I did about <laughs> the Rachel Dan situation. I I don't know. And then as well, the, the same the thing happened on One Tree Hill with Brooke. Remember? Right. Brooke, same Brooke thing was hooking up with her teacher. Right. Yeah. It happens a ton. And I... I'm never comfortable with it. So no. No. Um, He says headband counter this week was six, but I might have missed some. Shittiest is a tie between Nelly and Miss Carr. MVP is Dorota. His favorite quotes were Dorota. Yes, Miss Blair, go get my dog back. (laughs) I can't believe we're all here on the Saturday night. That's a lot of canceled restaurant reservations. I know I had that one too. And that's all for this week. Can't wait to hear your comments. Mike P.S. Sag forever. He says, (laughs) (laughs) the salt with that one. (laughs) I would love to hear Mike and all the people who are team Sag, obviously from this point and in the past, please tell me, what you love about their relationship or what you like about just, you know, them as individuals and they come together. Like, please tell us why you feel so strongly about them because obviously Michelle and I have a tough time watching them. Same thing happened with Quay as we have just talked about on One Tree Hill. Like, we just never connected to them as a couple. They were not on our the top of our list for, you know, people to couples that we vouched for but yeah agree and we always were looking for people to tell us like hey what do you guys like about them what is it because we want to see your side so if you guys are team sag please let us know you know it's hard too because we're in the second season of a teen drama and there isn't a couple like a strong couple to root for like one tree hill nailey right totally yeah layton layton nailey it was like apparent these are who we want and then OC, you have Seth and Summer. Seth and Summer, like right. Ryan and Marissa, Ryan they're and on Marissa, off. you still are like, but yes. Yeah. This is like, they're not, for me anyway, they're not strong enough to root for. Right. They just don't have that zhuzh. I don't, I'm I, trying to think I of a better. I 100% agree. And as we continue watching this, it does get a little 
nauseating how much mm. characters <laughs> blur the lines with things. Like, it just... there For me, there was never really any solid couples besides Chuck and Blair. But... Well, yeah. Right. Obviously, right now, there is no Chuck and Blair. So, <laughs> it's hard for me to, you know, vouch for any of them because, truly, they're all pretty weak. At least at this point. Like, I'm yeah. rooting for Natessa. Like, let's go Me Natessa. too. Fucking amen. Yeah. I've been rooting for Natessa since the beginning. Totally. <laughs> uh, we can head over to Muse Chick on Instagram. She says, so glad I was able to join. This is so fun, this Netflix party. I knew she liked him. She looked awkward and looked down when Padge and Serena awkwardly patted each other on the shoulders what was that (laughs) the slap yeah Yeah. just like michelle predicted she would see them together padge wasn't the only one that was inappropriate rachel was very inappropriate too i mean call me in five years and then what she kissed him and not even knowing that him and serena have broken up that's true too true thank you Vic. that's a good point um then again she knew serena took the photo and padge sure got over it really fast it's just very inappropriate that reference to Gladiator in Blair's speech was hilarious and also referencing back to Jenny's dark makeup look, looking like <laughs> the Incredibles. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, yeah. So that girl, Elle, that was with Chuck, isn't that Renee from One Tree Hill? I think if Blair would have left well enough alone, she wouldn't have gotten into any more trouble. Actually, she's the reason all this is happening with Padge and the teacher. I just don't like that she disregarded Serena's feelings yeah. when she sent the Gossip Girl blast. That's true. Yeah. The meeting between Rufus and Harold was awkward. Now I'm wondering, what was Bart into? Anyway, I guess it's going to be awkward now after Padge slept with Rachel because she's going back to work. So I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of secret affairs. This reminds me of something we've watched before where the students have affairs with teachers. Oh, and I love the Natessa scenes. Glad they are still happy and together. Would you have kept war going like Blair or would you have left it alone after doing the community service? <laughs> well, I would have never even started Same. it. I totally never would have started I'm it. I'm not Blair. But if, yeah, I mean, and then after my minions telling me like you're ridiculous for doing this. No, I certainly wouldn't have continued. No. I'm not Blair. She says, if you were in Serena's shoes, would you have taken the picture or would you have just walked into the coffee shop? Walked in. You would have. Oh, 100%. I would have walked in and I would have, first off, I would have never taken a picture and then started this whole thing. Right. I never would have thought to take a picture. Yeah. Or (laughs) maybe take a picture, save it and be like, listen, uh, Padge, we need to talk. Right. I just don't think I would have been that clever enough to take the picture, to be honest. I would never have thought about it in the moment. I probably would have just ran away. I don't even know what I would have done. (laughs) I'm also just someone who's just never going to assume. I will just find out first. Right. You know what? I probably would have waited to see if they were going to kiss. Right. Right. Or just like linger a little bit longer. Linger a little bit longer. Uh, she yeah. also says, why do you think Lily still protected Blair, even though she thought the stuff about Padge was just a rumor? Hmm. I think because it's Serena's best friend. She's known Blair for so long and she truly cares about kids and their future. And honestly, should Blair's future be totally ruined because of this, what she sent? Right, right. Yeah, I think 
you know, Lily has grown up with Blair as Mm -hmm. a daughter. And so she's just vouching for her. Yeah. Uh, uh, She says, I'm thinking shittiest is Padge. He got over Serena quick, was being so inappropriate with Rachel, and then hooked up with her anyway, like an hour after his breakup. She says, I wanted to add a question, like, is there a line that needs to be drawn between Rachel and Padge, or is she seeing it as she's just a girl, and he's a guy, so she's no longer his teacher, and he's no longer her student, but I got all mixed up, so I decided to delete the whole thing, lol. (laughs) That just really bothers me how inappropriate it was. Uh, Yeah, totally. No, I, I think at this point, she's like, well... Doesn't nothing matters now. We can hook up. Right, exactly. Thank you, Vic. Uh, We'll go over to Mrs. Boquist on Instagram. She says, I hate that I can't join the Netflix party tonight. I really did like this episode. But does anyone recognize Elle? It's Renee Mm -hmm. from season seven of One Tree Hill. Yep, no other, none other than Nathan's alleged baby mama. I do like Nate and Vanessa trying to help Chuck figure it out. Also, I really don't like Miss Carr. Stay safe and sane, XOXO. So that was our friend Jess. Thanks, Jess. All right, so thank you everyone who sent us questions and comments. Thank we you. appreciate it so much. It's so much fun to hear from you guys. Um, We'll go into fashion. How many headbands did you have? I have I'm in- 11. Oh, my God, I had two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what two? the fuck? Yeah, I'm not even kidding you. Like, I, the whole time, I'm like, wow, okay, Michelle. I always, I have my little corner of my page. It's labeled headbands. And I'm writing them down. I'm like, wow, I'm really not getting any. And I think Mike was the one who was like, wow, I think I'm totally off. So I was like, yeah, I'm not really getting much. <laughs> you, you know, what I saw a lot was the scene at school after Blair has seen Rachel and she's making yeah. her feel. There were a bunch of girls in the like on the steps and everything that had headbands damn yeah <laughs> unless i just was like completely no i don't even wait. know because you and mike had more than two well, mike so had, think, i think he said six okay and you had 11 i had 11 but yeah and know. i had two so clearly <laughs> something happened you guys let us know how many you got in this episode um, yeah. I loved Dorota in sunglasses. Every time she wears them, I just crack up. I love Blair's red jacket. Yes, me too. I love that red jacket. Um, I liked Chuck's navy blue blazer. It was like velvet. Yeah, I liked that as well. What about Blair's shirt with the bow? And oh, then very tucked into pretty. the skirt in the bathroom. I loved that. I actually like Serena's jacket too, her black button jacket is the peacoat the peacoat with like the cape on it yeah Yeah, i like that a lot too um i loved blair's like little louis like satchel bag that had all the cell phones in it (laughs) yeah i think that's all i have actually i liked serena's striped sweater that she puts on in like the beginning yep and i had the last scene with blair it was like at first, I thought it was pom-poms on the edge of her sweater, but now I think it was, like, just beads. It was, like, a long, like, yes. cardigan. Yes. I really like Oh, that. I, I also liked Handsome's sweater in the Oh, park. my God. Handsome is so cute. He's, so, he's such a good-looking bulldog. He is. Um. All right. 
We'll go into quotes. Yes, I have Nathaniel. Did we speak? <laughs> I made friends with a family of squirrels and had lots of times to think. Serena is sympathetic to the enemy. I say you do, Blair. And Blair also, this is Constance. <laughs> is it a scandal? Is a scandal still a scandal if you can't text about it? Nellie Yuki, get a grip. <laughs> I love, no, thank you, Blair. Anything you can do, I can do better. So true. Savage. Or when she says, I wish everyone could see me through your eyes when she's talking <laughs> to her dad. Yeah. Miss um, Blair, your murder act, no good. Go get my dog back. <laughs> this is my darkest hour, Blair. Oh my God, she's so dramatic. Ramon got you a Chanel beret. <laughs> Oh my god. So I love. Cute. And just like Michael, I had, I can't believe we're all here on a Saturday night. That's a lot of canceled dinner reservations. <laughs> so true. Is that all you I got? don't have yeah, I don't have the exact quote, but Vic did say about the raccoon makeup. Yes. I, that was definitely funny, Padge. Yeah, he said I think she, what did she say to him in the beginning that made him say that? I forgot. Like he's the almost along the lines of like he's now the troublemaker, the black sheep. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go into MVP and shittiest. Yes. My MVP, okay. I thought was a little hard, but going okay. with my gut. I do have my MVP. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, three, two, two, one, one. Rufus. Harold. Harold. Oh, we have dads. We got the dads tonight. Why'd you pick Harold? All right. So Harold, I like the fact that he is here and we do get to see him in Blair's presence. Because I don't know where Eleanor is. And like you said, maybe she's on her honeymoon. Yeah, maybe she is because she's been missing for a little bit. But there was just a specific scene and it was towards the end where he said that he doesn't like he doesn't like the person that he saw. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like the fact that she got lucky. You know, right. she's bragging of like, oh, no, but it all worked out. Like, I'm going to yell. And he's like, no, you actually just got lucky. Right. And I'm not here and I'm not going to praise you for this behavior. I want you to be a good person, not kind of finagle your way to get there. Right, right. And so I just really appreciated that. And as soon as I wrote down, because after he said, no, you got lucky, I wrote down Harold MVP. But then she's like, Dad, can I please... A, you know take you to the airport and he was like no and I was like oh well that's kind of shitty well, I think he's just <laughs> so upset he's just so her. upset because he can't believe that his daughter would do this but it but the other thing is like you really never saw these sides of Blair I before? know it's like pretty what? pathetic that you maybe really haven't been around a lot because Eleanor knows who her daughter is yeah but he and doesn't. also the fact that he was going to fight for her you know and the fact that if a student and a teacher are having a inappropriate relationship, that is wrong. And that needs to be brought to the attention mm -hmm. of faculty and parents. Right, right. So I just appreciated Harold this Same. episode. I did too. I also appreciated the other dad, Rufus. Yeah, yes, I just absolutely. felt like he was like the only, besides Harold, the only level-headed person in this episode. <laughs> He's like, no, Dan, this is not a good look for you. 
I can't believe you lied. And he's like, well, I didn't lie. He's like, but you're still like, you're getting, you're allowing yourself to get involved with this person, regardless if you meant it in the way that it's taken, but like, you're still allowing yourself to be talked about. And like, that's not okay. And then he vouched for his son during the meeting. And even when Lily vouched for Blair, he still was, you know, just, just vouching for his own son. And I really just appreciated that from him. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Uh, shittiest. Yes. Right. Okay. Three. Three. Two. Two. One. One. Blair. Car. Ooh. Blair. Good one. I almost chose Blair as well, but I chose Car instead. Yeah. I just felt like Blair just needs to grow the fuck up. I'm so sick of little Blair. I really am. <laughs> no, I know. As much she's so entertaining, but I don't feel bad for what's happening Right, to me too. I'm like, good. You don't deserve to go to Yale. You do ex- deserve to be expelled. Like, it's not okay. You're being a bad girl and a bad person, and that's not okay. It's not good. Yeah. And Carr, I regardless if you got fired or so you think you're fired, you you should not be hooking up with a student. No. And I understand now, like, it doesn't matter because I'm not really your teacher anymore. It's too fresh and not right. Right. Even though I'm here for it. <laughs> right. It's good. It makes for good entertainment. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like a, a tricky subject. And then Gossip Girl definitely pushes the envelope with a lot of things especially because I mean this is supposed to be this is 2009 and we're over 10 years later so the things that are okay or were okay then are certainly not okay now and I mean obviously Chuck's character is like a prime example of that right but yeah so like this is just it's still it's even more so a touchy subject now than it was then so I get why Um, they do it because it makes for good entertainment but Either way you you look at it, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Right. Right. All right. So we'll go into Patron of the Week. Yay, Patron of the Week. It's Patron of the it's Week. Patron of the week. Of it's Patron of the Week. 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 Who will it be? It's Patron of the Week. Yay. So this week we have a new patron but also an old patron her name is michelle she was with us for a couple of years uh she started pledging with us back in 2018 which is amazing and she was with the network and now she's back and she said she canceled her audible subscription for us which is amazing and we're super appreciative to have you back with the network we hope that you are enjoying the new content and we hope that you stick around so thank you so much for being with us again thanks girl okay michelle so i wanted to put in my new segment here yes i'm so excited (laughs) it's i mean i was inspired by you because each week for let's talk oc you give us a haiku yeah, and I wasn't gonna take that away from you because you're haiku queen, and also no, I feel no, no, like no, no. it's not I don't own the haiku. No, but it's not necessary for this podcast to have a haiku. But we can have three gossip words. <gasps> three gossip words. Oh my god! Are you excited? I'm so excited. Yeah, so okay, the title for next week 
is the age of dissonance. Okay. And the three words that I'm going to give you are play, return. Mm-hmm. Wait, return? Yes. Mm-hmm. And misunderstanding. Oh. So I I will repeat for the age of dissonance, the three gossip words are play, return, and misunderstanding. Oh. So you do what you want with those three words. You can also marinate for next week, you know, maybe on the top of the episode if you've you understand where I'm coming from with these words and we can talk about it then. But with those words and everything. Tell me what you think is going to happen next week. Okay. So I think Carr is going to return to Constance. Okay. And I think that her and Padge are going to have to play pretend. Ooh. And I think there's just going to be a giant misunderstanding between Padge and Serena, Blair and Carr, Blair and the school. And also Chuck and this secret society, a.k.a. the Illuminati. The Illuminati. <laughs> I know. That's what they, like, allude to. You're like, wait, are they going, like, Illuminati here? Yeah. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I think that, well, we're going to find, we have to find out what's happening with Chuck. Like, don't set this weird out of nowhere storyline up. And then we're not going to find out. So, obviously, I think we're unraveling here. And plus, L disappeared. Right. And she made a point to say, like, you know, she shows up with a candle of saying, like, <laughs> I can't be, you don't understand the people I'm dealing with. If they found out it was you, they would harm you. Like, these are this type of people. So I'm like, holy shit, what are we dealing with mm-hmm. here? So we have to find that out. Okay. And then I think Car is definitely returning because, one, the girl needs a job. Also, I don't remember who said it in the chat, but... As soon as they said it, I also was thinking the same thing. Like she had a really nice apartment. She did have so, a nice apartment. I think it she, might have been Sean. Sean, did she have money, or are we just like pretending that money doesn't matter in I New think, York City, I which think we're clearly pretending it does? That because even for like the Humphreys, that loft that's so like you know slums of Brooklyn yeah, is a it's nice like loft. Not, it's no. so nice. So, yeah, you know. To right. the audience who the people who live in New York, you're like, LOL, that's a joke because a teacher's <laughs> salary at, you know, PS whatever 118 in the city is not going to be able to live on such in, in much, like, big square feet in Manhattan. It just doesn't happen. But what do right. I know? <laughs> right. Why do, why do we know? We don't know anything. So, okay. yeah, but I think she's going to return. I think. Her, I think it's going to open up maybe with, like, her and Padge just finished the deed, and then she's going to get in a text or an email like, oh, you're you're actually still able to come back to school. Okay. And then they'll be laying in bed and be like, oh, shit. And then perhaps they'll be like, we can never do this again. Or she's like, well, I won't tell if you won't tell. Mm-hmm. And then they'll continue this. Okay. So that's Love these predictions. Thank you. I love the words. Okay. Play, return, misunderstanding. And from now on, if you guys are OGs and you know what's going to happen in the weeks to come and you want to give me ideas for three gossip words, I'd love to hear from you. You, Sean. I think Mike is an, is an OG too. Jess, right? Jess has seen it. Uh, Teresa. Like you guys who have watched the show. Please let me know what you guys would use for the three gossip words. I 
just was like masterminding and like laughing to myself just like creating these <laughs> as I'm sure you do with the haiku I'm like this is so clever <laughs> oh my god there are times where I'm like hey, let me brush my shoulders off like exactly. I'm so hip yeah. no it's um <laughs> but as I told Michelle um off mic next week is a really fun episode it's a little different I'm really excited for everyone to see what's going to continue with all of our storylines that are happening here but before we wrap up, I would love to hear why you think Rachel is Gossip Girl, unless you have chosen someone else for the episode. No, 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 no. I'm sticking to my original <laughs> uh, saying here. It's the way she said it. Gossip it was Girl? The, no, it was just the way, like, this, her little doe-eye, like, what's Gossip Girl? I'm like, bitch, you Gossip Girl! <laughs> I see you. I see you. I hear you. I'm I'm sipping on what you're serving. I I think it's just the way she presented it and also the fact that like mm, she is a little naughty. I mean, she clearly had feelings for Padge and now that she just hooked up with him. Right. So, I think I'm just going with it. She's gossip girl. Okay. Love that. Yeah. And um I think Vic asked me in the chat how old the actress is. And right now, our time, she's 36. So that must have mean, meant that she was 25 then. Okay. Right? She looks She looks like I she mean, could be 25. Like us, I feel like we could pass from anywhere as to like, you know, 16 to 29. <laughs> so whatever works for her. She, she's got a very young face. So. She does. She absolutely yeah, does. Yeah, she fits in well. Um, but I think that's all we have for this episode. Thank you to everyone who joined us this week with our Netflix party. And thank you for everyone sending us questions and comments. We love reading them on the podcast. If you want to send us your questions for next week, we're at Three Gossip Girls Pod on everything, even on Gmail. If you want to join our Patreon family, you can hang out with us and do the Netflix party next week. You can go to ItTakesThreeNetwork.com and join our little community there. We have a blast talking to everyone each week. Um, We love our community. And if you'd like to join that, you can head over there. And we will talk to you guys next week, probably remotely again. (laughs) Yeah, I think so for a little while. Occur. So we hope that you guys are staying safe and healthy. And we look forward to next week. You know, you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Gossip Girls.